Okay, so yeah, I have a couple of questions prepared, but first I want to introduce you. So um, you're, of course, you're a budget fan. And I wanted to ask, like, how would you introduce yourself? Like, how would you oh. introduce yourself as a budget? Wow. <laughs> um, um, wow, suddenly, suddenly that sounds like the toughest question. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm hitting you hard right from yeah. the beginning. Um, so yes, I'm. Uh, my name is Budget. Uh, and uh, it was my parents' idea to call me budget, but I mm. don't know anything about finance. I don't know anything about budgeting. <laughs> Please do not ask me anything related to that. Um, I am, uh, instead of becoming really good with finance, I ended up more on the creative side. So I'm uh, a writer, a storyteller, uh, a creative in an ad agency, uh, and of course, uh, what I do after work and after my kid falls asleep is I write comic book stories. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the it's the night job, essentially. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, and obviously, like for those who don't know, I'm Monty Dapul. I'm the creator of this podcast, uh, Hi Nai. And Budget was kind enough to come over and like just talk about some stuff with us, especially because um, soon, very soon, um, Trece will be the first Filipino Netflix uh, animated series coming out. And that's very exciting for everybody. Like, (laughs) yes. And um, yeah. uh, So my second question is kind of like uh, back and forth on this one. it's it's almost like I don't want to ask it because it's a little bit like oh it's when do you like so but the question is because I want to tell the story as well just um what is your first memory of me and I will tell you my first memory of you like meeting for the first time wow uh (laughs) first memory of Motsi was at a comic-con it was a comic-con not comic cat yeah yeah one of the two one of the two major ones Yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 Uh, and, and, or, or my, my persistent memory of Motsi is that, uh, Motsi would always be at the table. She'd be one of the first ones there, or at least, you know, Motsi is at the table because suddenly everything just gets loud and happy. (laughs) Um, so there, and, and Motsi has been a a great supporter of not just Trece, but a whole lot of Filipino comic books and comic book artists, creators for that matter. Um, so yeah, uh, when, when Motsi left, uh, yes, there was, there was a gap there (laughs) as far as, uh, the, the, uh, happiness and loudness level at Comic-Cons. That's very sweet. (laughs) I have I do have a, like a very specific memory. Um, it was the 2009 Comic Con. I think it was like I was the first time I'd ever been to a Comic Con. So that was it. Like um, I I don't remember how I found out about Trece. Obviously, it was like kind of known a little bit. I think it was 2009. My memory might be bad, but um, it was the one in a mall. I forgot which mall. It was the small like little convention center like in that mall. And it was the first time I was buying like Ashcan comics of like stuff like Filipino Heroes League and stuff like that. And I remember like you were at the table, like still selling, like, I don't, I think it was already bound, like properly bound Trece comics. I don't think I was there for the Ashcans if there were any, but yeah. And that's like my earliest memory, but obviously like over time, like we just like, um, when I started tabling at Comic-Cons, I would like see you. That's why I was always there first. Cause I was like at the setup and I'll be like, wait, yeah. there's always a big line. So I can't like, um, oh, 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So that's just uh, this is an opening because, like, I also wanted to bring it up because you know, comic cons and comicettes and everything are like it's such a big part of like the culture that we kind of share as like comicettes. I mean, like, obviously not like the original comicetto. Uh, rest, God rest his soul. But yeah, like, um, it's been yeah, it's been great. So. Um, so my next question is just um, because obviously everyone's like talking about the new Netflix series and um, no, I can't ask you questions about it, obviously, like no spoilers, but my action, but what are you most excited about that's not in the show? Like once the show comes out. So like, what is your, what are you excited about in the aftermath of the show coming out that is not in the show? Like outside. Oh, oh well, I hope, I mean, I'm, um, I hope uh, the the greedy answer is I hope more people buy the comic. Book. Yeah, of course, no, but that's the, fair. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the but uh, you know, taking a step back, I hope that the show makes more people interested in Philippine mythology and folklore. Yeah, um, you know whether it is. Uh, buying more books or reading up uh, more about our folklore to when possible. I hope more people visit our country. Um, and I hope people who, I mean, the, you know, Pinoy's who might not normally be uh, traveling to certain parts of the country or city would then say, hey, I want to see that part. I want to go to that street where it all happened. Uh, and then make them see, or at least see the city in a new light. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that would be uh, uh, you know uh, a nice effect of it. That's totally fair. I've definitely heard because I live in Canada now, but like I've definitely heard people who have said, like, and to be fair to them, it is kind of true that the traffic is insane in Manila. But um, like, it's basically like if you go to the Philippines, they said like just go to the beaches and stuff like that. And there's not much love given to the city, which um, I think like it's so vi- like it is a very full city. But it's like that's why it's so vibrant. That's why there's like so much culture like in the city, which I really love, and um, I appreciate it way more now that I can't go there. Um, so yeah, um, the next question. Just you're just kind of speeding through these questions because like there's a fun bit at the end. But, um, uh, so um, yeah, the next question is um, what I, you always share Filipino um, titles and projects. Like you're always so supportive of them. I always see your Twitter and your Facebook. Like you're sharing, and especially to the fans of Trese, you're showing like games and podcasts and comics and books and like show even like some shows that have been announced that showcase Filipino mythology folklore and like just culture um for you personally what are you most excited about like recently that you've seen like some type a title any title whether it's a podcast or a game or a show or a book like what struck you like recently that you're really excited to see um or wow. even if it hasn't come out, like even if it has come out, like you haven't read it yet or you haven't looked at it yet, what what are you excited to look at? Yeah, um, well, I guess the first one that came to mind as you were like asking that question, uh, it would be I think. Um, uh, wow, I'm now I'm now blanking on. That's on okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I'm I'm uh, the last one of the last the last time I was in Manila. Uh, before the lockdown, so mm-hmm. the, one of the, the Christmas gift I got was uh, the first two volumes of Ella Arcangel. 
Oh yes. Um, and uh, and of you know I had seen Marvin Malone, so is the one who like who normally uh, posts about it. And of course they've done the animated uh, feature. I mean the animated short for it. Um, and uh, it was my first time to read it. So a year ago or, or two years ago. Um, and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was uh, a great way to um, you know, to talk about uh, the what was happening in Manila or what is still happening in Manila as far as uh, the politics mm-hmm. are concerned and all of the deaths that are happening. But then again, you know, they, he found a way to uh, give it a, a, a magical spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, and I really like how, uh, you know, the, the story developed later on. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the third volume, which came out in Manila, but I haven't gotten it yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, and then, of course, I think it's fantastic that they're doing the animated shorts. Yeah. Uh, and they were able to crowdfund it as well. Yeah, that's crazy uh, to me, but it's like it's really awesome. Like I saw I saw the first one and I know that they're working on the next one. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> and it's just yeah, um and what you said, um it's a lot of I've discussed this before on like other platforms. Like I've been asked to talk about like Filipino culture stuff. And yeah. I I really appreciate how a lot of like comics, especially you and like also Marvin Malonzo and everybody um, kind of relate uh, Filipino supernatural horror to uh, real life horror. And that's kind of like the, the parasocial, that's the, that's the um, relationship between them. It's how we process real life trauma through um, monsters and, it's been like it's it's always been in my mind that like we kill we kill or we beat monsters in our stories as a way to kind of transfer that that anger and yeah, yeah so it's it's very interesting like you mentioned that and of course like it is like yeah there's uh, we always have those discussions about like politics don't belong in comics <laughs> <laughs> and we just like you just struck that down immediately which is really fun to see I think you can't help it. I mean, even even on the moments I have written a politician or two in Trece, it was yes. never it was never an it was never a conscious uh, effort to to comment on you know on on society or anything like that. It just feels like because it's there because yeah. if you're going to tell a story of Manila, those characters will come up. Exactly, and and you just can't help but cast these characters or talk about these stories. So, mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, especially what what Julius Villanueva did in uh, in El Arcangel about the topic of of the uh, extrajudicial killings, mm-hmm. um, and and what was what is it like, especially in a in a squatters area. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, even, uh, just to go off on a quick tangent, um, uh, what, uh, Paolo Fabregas did with Filipino heroes. Yes. Um, so, you know, the politics will come into play, uh, if you want to tell a story about living in Manila or living in the Philippines. 
Exactly. It's like it's it's indelible, you know. You can't like you can't avoid it essentially. It's part of life. So yeah, um yeah, so um so the next question. Um so this is kind of like just a thought experiment. So it's it, you don't have to remember anything which helps because like sometimes it's hard to things um on the spot, but um in this one so you've seen a lot of like awesome projects in the making and you've seen a lot of projects that have been made that you want to check out. But um if you were like thinking about what have you not seen yet, it might exist, but you don't know. What have wow. you not seen yet in terms of Filipino um, creation that you want to see? Like, and if you if you like mention it and I'm like, wait, there's something, but also like if there isn't, like it might, it's also an interesting thing to think about. Like, what are you, what would you like to see created in the near future? I think what I would love to see more coming from from Pinoy creators is um, something uh, is more sci-fi. I guess I think sci-fi has there has been a big struggle on trying to tell sci-fi stories, whether in prose or whether it's comic books. Um, yes, there have been you know a couple of them, but I guess you know it would be great to see more of it. Yeah. Um, there have been, uh, and and then and then there's a question of um, what is a Pinoy superhero really? Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, you know that that is the first thing that usually when a comic book creator comes into the field, that's one of the first things you get out of your chest, right? <laughs> the yes, superhero. They have the Filipino flag in their suit. <laughs> Got a flag. He's got I don't know tattoos. He's got the ethnic wear. But um, and, and and again, I think like what what Paulo did in in uh, Filipino Heroes League is already a step. It, it's an interesting exploration. Yeah. Uh, uh, of of the Pinoy hero. Um, what uh, Russell Molina and Ian Santa Maria did in '66 mm-hmm. is also an interesting exploration of what is a Pinoy hero. But I guess, yeah, so I think uh, now that we have, um, you know, just like, uh, just like any artist or any kid for that matter, when you start growing or telling stories, you are essentially copying heavily or you are heavily influenced by a lot of your favorites. So I think now that we have gotten it out of our system, <laughs> you know, <laughs> essentially you just made, you know, if you look at it, some people essentially just made the Pinoy X-Man, yeah. X-Man or the Pinoy mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and it's, it's the third or fourth iteration that eventually they figure out, okay, this is how we're going to tell it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and when I say superhero, it might, be you know I use that term loosely and they don't need to be in spandex. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, you know the character in sixty six is like it's a great superhero story without anyone wearing a costume. Uh, but but essentially that's what it is. So so yeah, I mean I think we the, you know the Pinoys cannot help but we we are in love with Western superheroes. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be great to eventually figure out what is. Uh, you know uh, uh, what is a Pinoy superhero, and and see how it could you know how we continue down that path. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also, when you mentioned like it doesn't have to be in spandex, you saw me like leaning out of frame for a sec because this was like actually beside me. Um, it's so we don't know if you've seen Sagala. 
Okay, uh, happy with that. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it was like uh, my best friend. It was so fu- funny story. Like, um, they sent me like a Christmas gift in 2019, and I never received it because it was with a like a, a family member, and I couldn't visit them when when like lockdown hit because I hadn't like visited them before. So they had it this whole time, and I only visited them recently. So I just got the copy. Oh. And, <laughs> it's like I'm making you jealous, like. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. Uh, tell, and, tell, 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 tell us about Sagala. Tell us a bit about Sagala. Sagala. Oh, man. Um, Sagala is a wonderful uh, story by uh, Tori Tadiar. Tadiar, yeah. Um, it is, it says here, it's a feisty gunsmith's apprentice with dreams of becoming a courtesan at the Royal Palacio. I like it. It's kind of not really steampunk. Like, I, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, a, almost like um, a Spanish era punk. of the Philippines yes, yes, yes. in that way. It's very fun. It's very action-packed. I think like it's all, it's also on Pen Lab. I know that you're on Pen Lab as well. So you can definitely check it out there. Um, that, and that, that, that looks gorgeous. It is really I, lovely. I, and I, I like, want to get the, yes, you're making me jealous. Now I want <laughs> Oh, like um, well, you can, you can, um, so the, the creator on Twitter is Haitori, H-A-I-T-O-R-I. You can like, you know, follow them there and everything. And yeah, just want to bring that up because like, it's also technically a Filipino superhero, right? Like it is yeah. a very unique, I mean, it's still, it's very unique in terms of the landscape that we've seen already. which yes. is really something to be appreciated. And yeah, like, um, and I, I'm going to bring this up very briefly, even though it's not coming for a little bit. It's just, um, you mentioned sci-fi, obviously, like, I mean, there's obviously mid space and like that. There was an old story. I don't remember what the title is anymore, but I remember it very clearly. It was the one where the Bajau were space Uh, sky divers gypsies. sky yeah sky gypsies oh my gosh so yeah that was really cool and oh and like in terms of like filipino superheroes i worked on something with um with hener pedrinha yes yeah um and we are we both collaborated on something that's coming out soonish like i'm still trying to figure out the schedule right. but right. it is like definitely also one of those superhero but in the current day age of filipino politics type deal um talking about like uh EGKs and and policemen so yep yep it is I one mean, of those exactly it just we just need to keep you know creating these stories and and figuring out what works or not uh mm-hmm. you know e- even for for uh creators uh, personally right so so yeah that would be that would be great to see Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to invite Reg in just so she can like take over for me. But I do have like one last question before we go on to the next portion of this call. So my last question is, um, well, I guess I can leave this for the later for the for the latter half. But I guess like just as a quick aside, like, um, what do you miss most about the Philippines right now? Because I haven't been there since like 2018 Christmas, I believe. So it's been a while. What do you miss most? Like anything that comes to mind right now? Um. Food, food and friends. <laughs> food and friends, yeah, same. All the food, all the friends. It's a uh, taho, for example, just like taho every <laughs> night, <laughs> every yeah. morning. Yeah. It's yes. like, um, and oh, uh, I used to live near. Have you ever been to Maginhawa Street? Yes, of course. Yeah, so it's like I, I live beside Maginhawa. So every day I would go walk five minutes and just like get whatever, like milk tea and everything. Milk tea is so expensive here. So I'm just sad now. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. Same and it's, here. it's like. Um, yeah, Magin- Maginhawa has like some of the best uh, uh, restaurants. Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. And in the UP area and not too expensive even. So it's like, that's also what was so appealing about it. And there were no, the no chains, like only like one or two chains, like Bose coffee. Like it's like, it's a, it's banned. Like chains are banned in Maginhawa. So that's also like really appealing. Anyway, we're welcoming Reg into this call just because um, of our weird Zoom um, things. Reg is my co-creator and best friend um, for Hainai. And she will ask the next couple of questions while I peace out for just a sec and then come back. Like, <laughs> oh, actually, I got the I got a notification that we have unlimited minutes now. Oh, good. <laughs> there you it go. worked. <laughs> Zoom is weird. I don't. I never know what Zoom wants. But yeah, okay. But that's Reg- true. Honestly, same. <laughs> but yeah, Reg is oh, Reg is in the Philippines right now. I'm here in Canada, yes. and you're in Denmark. Look at us in different countries. Yeah, I actually. <laughs> I actually wanted to make a joke uh, about how it's like it's not Motsi per se I miss, but more like having an excuse to go to Maginhawa. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's so yes, sad. Yeah. The Maginhawa yeah, so, is more important. Um, it's, super, it's super nice to meet you. Can I just say this is super cool? I'm talking with budget Tan right now yeah. it's it's but bu- it's pronounced as budget i i've been saying budget uh, you know i think you mentioned this at one point and okay, we all forgot uh, it's the neil game and neil diamond um. <laughs> yeah budget Tan. yeah I keep... that's fine that's fine it's okay <laughs> well now now our listeners know it's budget it's budget. Is it budget or budget. budget yes it's it's budget, budget. okay so even go. our first Impression wasn't correct because we said I think budget then. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Budget. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, I had I had some questions prepared, but now I have to ask, what's the origin of your name? (laughs) We already went over this, but yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, we actually didn't. No, we actually didn't. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I only told Motsi that you know it was my parents who came up with the name. It was actually my dad who came up with the name, and it's um it's your typical Pinoy uh. A way of combining the names of the parents because my dad is buddy, my mom is adject, so it became budget. Wow, and, that, and that's yeah, why that's it's very... spelled it's spelled with a J and a double T E. So because my mom's name is adject, so... yeah, that is very pinoy. <laughs> the name buddy is very pinoy, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. yeah, I a... everyone has a Tito buddy. No, I was just gonna say, like, I used to have a classmate in Miriam. Her name was Chalice, and I was like, Oh, that's a pretty name, like the like the drinking yeah, the, the thing you drink out of. And she was like, No, it's uh my parents' names are Charlie and Alice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yes, yes. That's so oh, okay, well, it worked out. <laughs> it does it does? You, you know, you, uh, people think it's uh, something else, but it comes just yeah. right down to your parents going, "You're going to be named after us." Both so. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so I uh, obviously I have to congratulate you on Tressa getting picked up by Netflix. Obviously, that's yeah. huge. So I have to ask, what's life been like? Since all of that, since Tressa got picked up by Netflix, um, it feels that's an interesting question. 
it feels a little more of the same, but at the same time, you can't help but feel anxious of, at least I do, <laughs> uh, of, of what is about to happen. Um, and uh, um, if, uh, if you've seen, if you guys are hanging out in the Prese Facebook page, you can already see how uh, the readers, especially the long-time readers, are anticipating and speculating and, you know, second-guessing what's going to happen. <laughs> and it's just amazing how, you know, the little bit of detail that pops up, they suddenly figure out things uh, on, on what it might be. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, uh, you know, me and Kajo are trying our best to, you know, stay on course and finish the next book. Um, and but at the same time, you know, we don't. Me and Kajo don't, re, you know, regularly talk about this. So as far as I'm concerned, it's really more about, you know, how will the old time readers react to it. And uh, of course, it's thinking about. I hope, or hoping that new viewers. People who've never ever heard of Trece will find it interesting enough to uh, pick up the book or check out the original source material. Yeah, absolutely. Like Trece has already been big, like this huge award-winning series in the Philippines, and now Netflix is just giving it like this whole second life. So it's super exciting, and obviously, like it's gonna get more attention in other countries and English-speaking countries. So, like, what are you hoping Western fans will pick up from the show? Um, I hope they find, in the same way Western fans have, you know, fallen in love with, uh, with Greek mythology and Roman mythology, and um, they've, uh, we've seen how uh, the West just goes has gone nuts over uh, uh, their favorite anime or manga to the point that they've, you know, uh, memorized all of the creatures and jargon and and uh, you know the whatever new culture is is uh, uh, portrayed in those anime. Um, you know whether it's about becoming a ninja or whether it's about uh, you know. Uh, uh, being one of the characters in in Attack on Titan, you know they 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 just embrace those characters so much. Uh, I hope they find a favorite. I hope they find a favorite character, and um, and that as I was telling Moti earlier, that I hope that they find the few uh, mythological characters that we're showing on the first season that they find it intriguing enough that they just want to dive in. Yes, yes, the Tikbala, as Motsi's pointing in the back. Uh, uh, they find it intriguing of enough course. that they want to learn more about it. Yes, there you go. Yes, yes. It's my role right now to distract people <laughs> <laughs> with like things I have like on hand. We can't, we can't have... A conversation with budget ten without mentioning the thick balance of God. Course. Oh my gosh! Can I just quickly like um interject something? Um, do you know um uh what, oh gosh Emiliana Campilan? Uh, yes. uh, um, yeah, the, 
with the balantas. What, what do you call yeah. this? The with the bayong. Yeah, with the bayong, with the bayong on her like, head. Yeah, <laughs> um, I forgot the word, but yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention like the first time I met her in a comic con. Like I, I thought she didn't know me. I was like, wow, I'm such a big fan of your work. Ganun, ganun. And then she pointed to me and she's like, ah, you're the one with the tikpalang boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I perceived the correct way. <laughs> your reputation oh, precedes yeah. you. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Go on with your questions. I'm interrupting. Nope. That's a that's a good <laughs> intermission. But you know, speaking of, you mentioned that you're hoping you're hoping Western fans will get will pick up like a favorite character. I was actually wondering what Filipino creature you're hoping they'll uh will gain interest or will be their like favorite new favorite creature i i i have no idea i will uh, yeah i can't guess and i don't want to spill <laughs> I mean, that's true yeah yeah I we think, can't mention I mean, anything <laughs> um Yeah, I, I mean, I you you'll just never know. I think you know. I I don't know if they'll find uh, uh, the aswang would be. I hope they find the aswang would be interesting enough or more uh, something different or unique compared to your typical vampire. Um, and then same with you know when when they see the tikbalang or the chanak for that matter. So so that they that hopefully if. You know, it will be portrayed in a way that they will see it as uh, and make them feel like, oh, I've never seen that before. I want to know more. Uh, yeah. But yes, we'll, it's it's a question. You know, I'm the strangest. Uh, uh, I mean, even just talking about the comic book, it's we we never know who becomes a, a favorite of the reading. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Tikbalang leads is leading the pack. <laughs> As far as fans, as far as uh, are concerned, <laughs> uh, but yes. So yeah, it, it, you know, it's for me. It's up in the air on what people will suddenly find interesting, especially the the new viewers. When uh, when you mentioned um, favorite character, I was like, oh no! It what if it's Basilio? <laughs> That's your favorite character. <laughs> What it's, will you do, budget? What will you do? The the la, uh, many years ago, I did a survey on you know who is your favorite Tracy character and the, the kambal. The kambal are always obviously yeah. the kambal. Obviously, more than Tracy herself. Like even yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like the kambal were the surprise, surprise but not really surprise favorites. <laughs> Because exactly. they were my fa- they were my favorites as well. Even before they you sh- they revealed their <laughs> identity, yeah, they like before their identities were revealed, they were my favorites. <laughs> By identities were revealed, you mean their faces were revealed, and everyone yeah, their faces. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and the whole backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's all we we need to thank Kajo for that. Um, and for making uh, them beautiful. Because. <laughs> Yes, yes. No, I'm actually okay with their backstory. Go on. <laughs> he, he made them. He made them terribly beautiful. Uh, such beautiful creatures is what they are. Um, the the so um, so the backstory there is that when I wrote the first issue of Trece, 
in that page where you see the Kambal appear for the first time and they shoot their way through the Aswang gang, you know, essentially making a way for, for Trese to, to walk to the gang boss, mm-hmm. I had written their origin story. Oh, so I had, like way so, early. Yeah, that, that, that early, I already explained. This is what they're all about. This is why they're wearing masks and... What? Seraph. Hi. <laughs> Can we take a two-minute break? I just need to sure. get in Doritos. No worries. Oh, oh, no say worries. hi to Sarah for us. <laughs> I will. Hang on. I'll be back in two minutes. See ya. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. You like you you bought you you Ooh. glitched for just a second. You just said oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh my god, it's so scary. Wait, so we're we're keeping this pretty much spoilers free for Tresser, right? Yeah, spoiler, I mean, yeah, okay, okay. comics probably, I mean, major, like, major plot points. Major, major comics, yeah, major plot points. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. early, like, maybe the first one, because it's free everywhere, yeah. so it's like, the first one's fine. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so we're treading on okay ground right now. Yeah, and oh, we can, like, take the time to explain, like, what Tresa is, just, like, very quickly, like, um, Tresa oh, okay. is a comic Oh, have you not? Supernatural. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't I mean, do that early. Can, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's jump to other questions. I just jumped yeah i just rolled I just through because we, are, we have a fun thing at the end but um yeah just a quick um, summary uh Teresa is a supernatural is, is a comic about a supernatural investigator slash i like to call her like not even it's it's bad because she doesn't do crime but she's almost like a crime lord in the metro manila area <laughs> but for supernatural she's not a crime lord but that's almost like the best um she's the head of a family that deals with supernatural um yeah issues in metro manila yeah regardless she's girl boss she's no, don't call her a girl boss <laughs> don't do that but no it's yeah pretty much accurate yeah that's how i would describe Teresa. how would you describe Teresa budget <laughs> That, that's a very good description, Motsi. You're probably one of the first uh, people to, to mention that, that she is like a, a, a gang boss uh, in, in Manila. Um, that was, and that was partly inspired by the pulp hero, The Shadow, um, and The Green Hornet. Ooh. So those, uh, The Shadow and, and The Green Hornet, they said even though they were crime fighters, or they were mystery men, uh, as as they were described during that that time. They were also they they were not um, in effect. They were fighting for dominance over uh, with the other gang lords in the city. It just so happens they were doing it in such a way where they were you know fighting the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were viewed as uh, almost like you know the other gang boss in in the city. Uh, so so that is part of the big inspiration for Trese, um, and that's why and that's where you know that's her point of view whenever she says this is my city. Yeah. Uh, or you can't do this in my city, right? So but that's the way she she perceives herself it always intri- yeah it always intrigued me just because um it, it it sets her apart like you know you have your john constantine's which is like the first thing people would think about um but then like unlike other investigators she rules like she rules like an air like yeah. her own domain in some way like she's the head of the family despite being the youngest sister of like uh of five brothers like it's it's that's always what's intrigued me and that's kind of like it's a it's a very fun like aspect of her because she like demands she dem- she commands like um respect like almost unquestioningly 
Like everyone yeah. knows to respect her. So it's that's always been the more intriguing side apart. Like it's almost like an intro that she investigates um supernatural events, but like more as you go deeper, she is investigating it because it's her domain. So that's always yeah, been so fascinating much. to me. Yeah, that yeah, that aspect of Tressa is also like my favorite part. I think it's because like it has the same appeal as Olivia Armstrong on Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist. Ooh, love that okay. yeah yeah you know like pretty much boss ladies of their own domain yeah and yeah nobody, like, absolutely it's not questioned either like it's not yeah. it's not something that's like oh is it a girl who leads the family it's never like questioned it's just yeah yeah it's not like a major plot point like her gender mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah which is absolutely absolutely cool uh you know when i first read tresse um well the first one i read in high school but i completed the series and <laughs> I completed this uh I like I like really read through the series at um the ones that were released at the time at like in in college and that was that was uh one of my favorite things about it just that you know like her her authority is in question just because of her gender like it's just something you expect because at the time that's normally like a big plot point for a lot of stories yeah and, and it's like it's the it's the girl power stories which i don't really yeah like. the girl power stories. like with with quote with quote unquote you know so that's it's, that was really refreshing and I, i yeah um sorry like let me just get back on track just quickly just if you want to ask your last questions reg because yeah, we will yeah, come yeah. we will get into the fun bit like soon okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, i'm hyping this up it's probably not going to be that amazing but it's a fun bit um okay yeah, yeah um uh, Yeah, so you know, with everything happening, um, and you're still you're still working in your day job at Lego, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that is amazing that you're balancing all of this ah, and like with sorry. the Netflix thing, balancing, <laughs> balancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the, with the Netflix thing as well. So, uh, like, has has Tressa being picked up by Netflix affected like? Um, your average day in any way like what's an average day like nowadays and how do you still find the time to squeeze in your art it's it's uh i i think more than anything it's having a four-year-old kid that makes me that's where the balancing act starts to uh uh what do you call this true uh So yeah, I mean, and and you know, moving here as well has been. Even though we've been here five years already, it's still for me. It still feels like we're you know getting used to things, uh, finding a rhythm to things. Uh, but but I think yeah, I mean, and, and again, just as you know, as my my boy uh, is turning five this year. So as he grows older, it just feels like there's a new thing you need to figure out how to. Uh, uh as far as like you know raising him is concerned um so i am i it does feel like i'm not i don't get to write as much compared to my time in manila um but that's one of the reasons why gajo has now <laughs> we're trying out a new experiment if you're following us <clears throat> on facebook we're uploading uh our new dress story every week so we're serializing wow. it Uh, we've uploaded so far, I think, 10 pages. So I've said, and I've written it Marvel style. So meaning I've just written general descriptions of what happens in the scene, 
and then I sent it to Kajo, and now and now he's drawing it and breaking it down into pages. Um, we're uploading uh, work in progress work, so it's like initial ink stages, which I'm sure he will much later on refine and put in more details. Um, but yeah, this is also a way for us to just keep the momentum going. Um, we have been busy. The other thing that has kept us busy past couple of months or year or the past year is uh, of is uh, the Tresi got picked up by Ablaze, by the U.S. Yeah. publisher Ablaze. Yeah, the U.S. publisher. So, so be... um, and Trese, eh, Trese, and Kajo, which is, I, I said. <laughs> they have the same airline, <laughs> like uh, uh, Kajo, as you know, decided to redraw the first book. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that our publisher said is that uh, the book one um, needed to be at a certain page count. So it needed to be 136 pages and the original version was like only like 100 pages. So Kajo needed to add more pages per case. Oh man, that's so exciting. So when he did that, I had to add more dialogue to those additional pages. Um, And the other thing we did for the US edition, just again to bump up the page count, (laughs) <laughs> it's that's where we added the journal entries from the grandfather, from Lolo Trece. So it's also thinking that, um, I mean, even though it's so easy to Google, you know, if you're if it's your first time to read Trece and you're not from the Philippines, sure, you can Google Manananggal, Tikbalang, Chanap. It's easy to do that. But, you know, just to also help out those readers and to make the universe I don't know, richer and deeper. What we did was at the end of each story, instead of a glossary of terms, which is what some books would do, right? They would just have, you know, just a brief description, a one sentence, you know, description of what is a multo, what is a nuno, what is a whatever. So what we did, what I did was um, I wrote uh, what is supposedly uh, Lolo Trece's uh, first encounters with these creatures. So, in effect, I describe what is what is the typical description for Anuno, and then I describe it based on what is seen in the Trece universe. Wow. That's so exciting. Um, it reminds me of Grimm or like Gravity Falls yes. almost. And it's so funny because like I haven't even gotten my own copy, but I sent one to my to my sister in London. So I'm like, damn it, I should have gotten my own copy too. That's so exciting. Uh, okay, so I have one last question. And then we can go and, on a fun bit. Yeah, I have one last question. And it's, so how involved are you with the production of the Netflix show no. Okay, because I was going to segue that into my, the more important part of the question is, will you be meeting the celebrity voice actors? I, we hope so. Um, we're not, me and Kanjo are not, um, you know, we're not involved in the day-to-day of the production. The moment uh, Jay Oliva stepped on board as our showrunner and executive producer, he was, you know, the captain of the ship. Uh, along with uh, Tanya Yuson and Shanti Harmain. Uh, and, you know, Tanya and Shanti are the two people who, who should really get the recognition for making all of this possible. They were the ones who were pitching Trece for 10 years. 
Wow. So, yeah. you know, if, if we can only name names, you know, every, in those 10 years, Tanya would tell me, oh, Trese is now in the hands of this producer or this director. And every time I just want to scream out loud and say, oh my God, you know, he, he's reading this or she's reading this. Um, and, and things won't, you know, the deals never push through for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the so you know uh, Tanya has been working hand in hand with Jay. Uh, Kajo got to spend a day with Jay Oliva and That's his amazing. team. Nice. Um, this because uh, uh, Jay and his art director spent two weeks in Manila oh, back nice. in yeah. back in 2019. To research uh, and everything. To do the research, to visit the actual places that are in the book. It's amazing. Um, and then Kajo flew in from Davao and they talked about character designs and creature designs. That's awesome. Um, That's I got awesome. to join them for a call before they started writing the scripts. I met them through a Zoom call. So I met Jay and the writing team and the writing team is all Pinoy. Um, oh wow, that's so really good! Really cool. So I'm I'm sure you know, and again, I'm sure Netflix will talk more about it, or the PR team of Netflix will reveal who these writers are. Um, but um, so there, so I got you know, similar to what we're doing now, it was really a very casual conversation in terms of you know, uh, who is Trese? What makes her tick? Uh, what is the thinking behind this character and that character? And that was it. And after we had that, you know, that half a day and Trajo with his full day with them, that was it. And they were, you know, we, they, they were in charge and they took care of everything. That's so exciting. Um, nice. So, yeah, even the casting decisions are all made by them. So, so yes, we hope. Yeah, we have some big names. We hope to meet uh, Shay and Liza sometime soon. <laughs> uh, yes. But we <laughs> We cannot do a red carpet premiere now, <laughs> uh, but so there. So um, and yes, and they haven't announced the rest of the cast yet. So I think that's yeah, that's, that's exciting. exciting. I think everyone's gonna want to know who's the voicing the kambal. Yeah, <laughs> we all we know that. <laughs> yeah, I just I just looked up Tanya Yuson and like the the biggest thing she's known for as a producer is Hannah Montana, the movie, which makes me very excited. Wow. <laughs> but like, yeah. Okay, but in all seriousness, I'm very excited and yeah. I'm so glad um, she yeah, worked just so for our this. Yeah, and just for our listeners, um, uh, Jay Oliva, uh, his most yes. notable works oh are gosh. Legend of Korra, Wonder Woman, and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And the the announced cast so far is Liza Soberano, um, who she's a Filipino Big Filipino celebrity known for movies such as Forevermore, Dolce Amore, and Alone Together. And for she's the voice, she'll be voicing Trese on the Filipino language version, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Shay Mitchell will be voicing the English language version of Trese. And, and you might know her from Pretty Little Liars. Which is, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, awesome. also, yeah, it's super awesome. And um, I don't <laughs> know if you mentioned, uh, Kajo is the... Artist. artist, yes, yes, 
<laughs> I'm just bringing this yeah. out like we just assume just you know everything <laughs> yeah um, we're just gonna yeah. assume the audience knows everything but yeah those are my questions thank you so yes, much it's I really super, appreciate super that super exciting yes and um now we finally get to the I keep saying the fun part it's literally just so the fun it's part, a free-for-all <laughs> free-for-all so okay. the, what I'm gonna bring up here is this is the last question which is what question do you want us to ask you or what question do you want to ask us? So this is a free for all, anything you want to talk about or just anything at all. Like, what do you want to talk about in the last bit of this call? Oh, um, I guess, uh, well, then a question to you guys is what uh, it always, uh, it, I mean, when, when me and Kajo started Trece, it was really a very personal project it was um, us wanting to just do something for ourselves. In a way, it was a very selfish project. We, right. you know, we came from, I mean, we're still in advertising and being in advertising means you need to seek approval for your work and for your ideas. Mm-hmm. It needs to be approved by your partner, then your boss needs to approve it, then your client needs to approve it. And then the audience needs to approve it, right? Yeah. You know, so, so making Trece was really something that let's have fun. We don't need to, nobody needs to approve this except us. Even our working style was like that. It was, I will write the story and I give it to Kajo and Kajo will draw it. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Kajo will suddenly change certain details. <laughs> but, <laughs> But then I get it back. I get back the art. And more often than not, you know, I don't ask for any big changes. Uh, maybe I'll ask, you know, make sure they see the knife in this panel. <laughs> or, or like that. Um, and so, yeah, so so it is in effect like the, the stress-free work. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the kind of work that gets nitpicked to death because that's what happens when, when we do the work, right? Yeah. So, you know, when we do stuff, we do it because we enjoy it. We have fun with, oh, it will be so cool if we could tell this story and do it this way. So my, so after that very long preamble, my question <laughs> is, is what, what makes, uh, and you kind of talked about it, but yeah, what makes, uh, why do you like Trece? What, what is it about Trece that uh, you find fun to read and is there a specific story that you really really like and you know if you needed to like recommend Trece to one of your friends and you could only make them read one story what would it be oh that's a a good question but you know yeah honestly we talked about the main uh, like already the main appeal of Trece for me is that the protagonist is just this really cool badass girl and I loved I just love the absolute concept of it. It's, you know, John Constantine, but with the mafia, but not mafia, but more kind of like that. Same vibe. Kind of mafia. mafia <laughs> kind of mafia boss leader and like protecting the city while doing doing investigations. And she's just, she's just like this widely respected, widely respected figure in her community. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, I mean, I, I, yeah, I've talked about it a little bit. It's just, um, first of all, like mytholo- Philippine mythology, like Trece and titles like Sky World and Mythology Class 
have really gotten it's the urban urban mythology is yes. so interesting you're like kind of um bringing in like the daily life of someone who lives in the city in the philippines and then you kind of bring in the stories that we were told and i that really appealed to me for a long time and also i mean still until now like that's kind of i will say like openly that Teresa is one of the inspirations for hainai which you know like it's another thing it's another urban mythology type deal except it's set here in toronto but with like a filipino like um she's a babaylan she's like a um with her background so that's all that's been really fun to build on and yeah i think also like not just in trese but just in general like it's it's a silly thing to think about but at the same time it's like the way you approach gender has been very interesting not just in trese but also in for example mm-hmm. The uh, what was it called? The one with the not darna, <laughs> the not darna. What what do you call? What was that called? What was the name of that um, story? A secret constellation. Yeah, secret constellation. Yeah, okay. Like that was just really like it was beautiful but sad. Like there was this this cat this character this um uh the ding in the story. I always, I've forgotten like if you replaced their names or not, but I do remember like the just um yeah you have like he's still. It's it's fantastic. It's also like a trip. Like it's Kajo's like style that makes it work yeah. as well. Like almost like a dark darna. Like he represents yeah. like a dark darna because of like his anger. And I found that really like in terms of like just how it pertains to gender. It's just um, yeah. Like there's no. It's not unusual. It's not strange. Like it's almost like any more than any of the other supernatural strangeness is that he is the new Darna, even if the outfit doesn't change, like the outfit didn't change either. It's literally <laughs> no. just styled a certain way. That was <laughs> like, but I, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy like how, like you coming from comics that it also, like you mentioned before, like Warren Ellis and those types of comic book creators are big inspirations for you. And I also admire Warren Ellis for that as well. It's kind of like, it's a very, um, it's a very interesting way to look at certain characters in in a framework that is not too traditional yeah like uh from a political perspective from a gender perspective from like you can talk about it all day kind of like really de- dive into what makes it interesting from that perspective but i really do enjoy that and i know it's not it's not going to be my first pitch to people it's not going to be like oh you see like the gender <laughs> norms are challenged because this and that but it is like um it is something that appeals to me on a deeper level how very casually you've just kind of sloughed mm-hmm. off a lot of um very much like you know a lot of like kind of almost misogynistic like comic mm-hmm. um ideas of the same era like that you probably grew up in And also, um, I did want to bring up something like uh, not kind of related to the story, but also not. I just wanted to ask this of you or like mention it. It's not really a full question, but I remember at one point you did mention that one of your inspirations was old radio shows. Um, yeah, like, and my parent, like, so that was interesting because when we started Hainai, my parents were, my my parents and my relatives who I did not expect would be super into it, were super into it. And then they started saying like, they, they started mentioning, my mom started mentioning names of shows that I'd never heard of, but were like really popular back in the day, like all old radio shows. And it's kind of like, it reminded me that my first source of Philippine mythology was my mother because my mother tells me like, told me all these stories. She was the one who told us that the Nuno got us, like her and my dad were both very much like, the Nuno like cursed you when you were a child and that's why your brother got sick. And that's, he, he, 
these are like yep. stories um I was gonna and I'm also gonna tell the story like there's gonna be in a couple of days I'm gonna be interviewing with I don't know if you know her Sapphire Sandalo so you I think you'd like really like her stuff she's a Filipino American but she has a podcast and a YouTube show where she animates like horror stories and okay. she does and she's focusing a lot on Filipino oh, I didn't- horror stories Um, oh okay and oh it's that one okay i didn't know she was filipino american yeah and she like yeah she's i think like if you check out her stuff she's very interested in this and yeah like um we just befriended each other on twitter recently and yeah it's just like i I don't know what my point was i'm just saying like yeah the old (laughs) like it kind of comes full circle because you were inspired by old radio shows i was inspired by you we're making a podcast which is a new (laughs) radio show my parents are like wow it's a radio show again and i'm like oh my god yeah i think the 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 amazing thing about podcasts now is that it does kind of go back to what was already being done in in Philippine radio way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. I actually cannot remember specific episodes, but definitely Gabin and Lagim is one of those things that is. Um, if I didn't hear it, it most probably you know a relative or a friend uh, would have said, "Oh, this is I heard this story last night." So it was something fantastic as far as as. Um, you know, pre-internet days, that was how, and since, I don't know, maybe that was, maybe Gabina Lagim also went on air when the TV stations went off air, yeah. because that was the time when TV stations went off air, signed off at like, what, 10 in the evening, right? So oh, what else yeah. do you do after 10 or after 12 midnight? Uh, so you tune into the radio. So therefore, you know, a lot of our storytelling uh, got honed by by listening to radio. It, it's a very oral. Um, even uh, the the other big influence, as far as Trese is concerned, was audiobooks. Oh, yes. uh, so back in the back in the nineties, in the eighties, we were able to get cassette tapes of Stephen King. Um, so the so the Stephen King has an anthology called Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Yeah. Uh, and each story was narrated by a different uh, celebrity. So, you know, Tim Curry, the ones I remember the most is Tim Curry narrating a story about, uh, it was set in London, and it was about a police station that always had to deal with Lovecraftian horror creatures. That sounds amazing. (laughs) That sounds like Uh, something people would be interested in now. (laughs) Right, Exactly. exactly. So, so, and we would listen to these stories uh, while stuck in traffic, you know, driving around Manila. Best time. <laughs> in the, the radio, I mean, in our, in our cassette player in the car. So, yeah, and, and the, there was a way that these stories were told that just made it so, I don't know, it just, you know, opened up your mind on like what, what could be, you know. Yeah. So, so, so. It was a question of like, why can't we tell these stories set in Manila? Exactly. You know, uh, rather yeah. than setting it again in New York or setting it again London. in uh, and 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 having like what uh, all white <coughs> Toronto. <laughs> hey, listen, okay. <laughs> but, but again, I think the thing that 
But what she is doing now is is then she puts in the Pinoy ingredient. Yeah, I'm just like, hello. Yeah, I've not so, explored Toronto, but I'm writing about it. That's not a good idea. But um, no, I have a little bit. But um, just just before yeah. we go, get off the radio show topic, have you ever heard of? Because my mom mentioned these, tang 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 tarang tang is the first one she mentioned, which is like apparently Bisaya or in in the the, the Cebu area because my mom comes from Butuan. And the other is ang an ang anay ng bakya. Yeah, which is a weird, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, literally, it's very strange, but like, that's apparently what it's called. No, no, anay nga nagabakya. That's wrong. Anay nga nagabakya. So that's probably Bisaya, because I completely messed yeah, that up. Yeah, because we should be. Anay nga. Tang is something my parents would normally, I would hear that from my parents. Or when my uncles would tell a joke, they would say, oh, they they saw it or heard it from Tang Tarang Tang Tang. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, are the that's radio crazy. Shows. Yeah. yeah. So, you um, know, I really... Oh, what? Oh, go on, go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> you know, I really loved how you described basically how you started Tressa uh, with Kajo uh, and how it was really just like, something you wanted to do selfishly like just for fun and because that's absolutely how I started <laughs> and best way to start a project exactly yeah like we don't like we didn't really do this to gain oh hi Oops, hang on give me two minutes i'll be back and we can wrap up no worries <laughs> okay. yes seraph break seraph break question <laughs> We're deciding how do we end this pod? No, it's fine. I mean, like, yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been really wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, like, yeah. I have I not seen to. you since um, God, I, yeah, since Comic Con, which I miss. I miss all the Comic Cons. I miss all the Comicettes, and I don't know. It's been nice just to like keep up with you on social media and stuff. And yeah, like Reg, do you have any last things to say as well? Yeah, sorry, I cut off uh, Reg. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's like Reg, it's up. No, Sarah breaks are always valid. Yes, say hi, Sarah. <laughs> They're always good. Yeah, and you know they give some much needed adorableness. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that that's why I'm wondering if I can still. Right now, I'm exposed to a whole lot of Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> And oh my gosh, we can't after, believe there's still Paw Patrol. It's still around. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, that's why it, it, does, it does feel like a struggle to try and go back to writing horror. <laughs> after Paw Patrol. When all I watch now are all these. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Paw Patrol. And, and, uh, toy speaking of Paw Patrol. Yeah, speaking of Paw Patrol. No, I, I was working for the company that does Paw Patrol for like a little bit. And then I got oh. fired. So... <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic, so I'm like, well, okay. well, anyway, yeah. but yeah, yeah. anyway, just um, to thinking... continue from, uh, just to continue from my, from what we were talking about. No, I just wanted to mention, like, it's, it's great because, like, um, yeah, first of all, that's how Motsi and I started our podcast, like yeah. the whole and like the whole not needing anyone's approval, and a lot of that is because of the creative freedom podcasts allow you and I think there's so much it's so great nowadays that there's so many platforms for creative for more creatives to get on independently and just tell their stories Mm -hmm. and 
and obviously and that ultimately will open up to more Filipino creators as well and who knows maybe we'll be seeing like this like a whole new generation of Filipino horror writers or Filipino comics writers mm-hmm. and you you just know like two-thirds of them will cite you as their influence if not yes. all <laughs> yes that's true that's very true I think like you are definitely a big influence on a lot of like the new generation Um, which I think is something that I hope I hope you know because like I mean I, I'm sure you know but I hope you like remember that because your 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 um what do you call it your ripples you like the ripples absolutely like, you have created in the world are massive I have a whole I have a bunch of Filipino comics in my in my um in my shelf that could probably be attributed to like the work wow. you did like so. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And also just um, before you go, uh, this is like the last, <laughs> I'm going to make you try remembering things again. But um, <laughs> just uh, uh, before you go, what would you, rec- like, obviously, read Tresa, everyone. Read Tresa. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, get Tresa, buy Tresa. It's going to be the biggest thing. Netflix anime are the biggest thing right now. And you know Tresa is going to be big because everyone's excited for it. So buy yeah, Tresa. And, read Tresa. Yeah, and like, Liza Soberano is going to be a voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just really love her. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go on. No, sorry. What was you going to I just wanted to say like at the end, um, like what other titles do you want people to read or check out or listen to or everything? Just like off yeah. the top of your head, the quickest thing that comes like, to your mind. Um, I think anything from, I think Pen, you know, we're now on Pen Lab, uh, which was uh, put together by, by Bernie and his, and his friends. And I think it's great. Uh, an- another product of the pandemic, another product of the lockdown mm-hmm. of, of just, you know, wanting to finding a platform for all of these stories to be in. And, you know, aside from Pen Lab, I think there's another group called Comic Spot. And, an, and another one oh. called webcomic or or and I'm forgetting it you know uh, I might be remembering it wrong but yeah I mean I think you know pen lab is a great place to start I think uh, taking a quick look at what is on pen lab is a great um, showcase of um, Filipino creativity that we're not, it's so refreshing and uh, encouraging to see that we are not locked into, that it's not all superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's not all horror. You could see such a great variety of storytellers uh, in in Pen Lab alone. Um, and it's it's great to know that, uh, what do you call this, Comic Cat, of course, through their store, Secret HQ, uh, is also, I mean, for, for your listeners in the Philippines, then it's a place where they can uh, take a look at what is what are the new titles, especially if you've seen it on Pen Lab, you want to get the book. Some of the titles are available through Secret HQ. And I think one of the good um, side effects of, of the lockdown is people have discovered that they can buy books and comic books online. Yes. Um, yes. That, that comic book stores and bookstores and even independent creators have found ways to just accelerate that you know that service to to readers. Um, so so I mean, as far as Pinoy comics are concerned, I think that's the uh, the 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 side effect that happened. You know, that, that during lockdown, it just made us 
want to find ways to reach more readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I hope it continues and I hope you know things will get better, especially for uh, everyone in the country uh, and and that it that this somehow continues. Uh, that there is some there is, you know you might not like horror, you might not like fantasy stories, but there will be a comic book story for you out there. Very true. And, and I think that's what is good now as far as even even you know before 2020, when you visit a comic con or a comicette, you were already seeing a variety of titles. So uh, most definitely and and now you have you know guys like Tarantadong Kalbo. Tarantadong Kalbo uh, Yeah you know, his web comics. Oh my gosh his latest comic though. <laughs> His latest comics, they're so mm-hmm. political. I mean, they, yeah, exactly. they, they, I mean, yeah. they all, I mean, the, but they've been extra heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. He's, I mean, but I can see him now going back to, you know, uh, dipping out of, of uh, uh, his political uh, uh, comic strips. But I guess it's really what he's feeling at the time. And and I think that's that's something, you know, that, that other creators. Uh, should should just lean on you know what are you feeling what excites you or what angers you mm-hmm. uh, or, or whether it's exciting you or angering you or irritating you you by putting that on the page then that's your way of just expressing it and sharing it with the world mm-hmm. uh, and and like like with you guys it's it comes out as a podcast it just so happens it comes out as a podcast but but yeah, I think uh, those would be the 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 site the the websites and the Facebook pages, you know, for for people to take a look at, uh, just to see that uh, com- the as far as comic book creation is concerned, it is it's it's alive and it's thriving and it's uh, ever changing as far as Pinoy comics are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to add to that before we kind of end end our uh, session is that, yeah, like I remember being in Comicet and Comic-Con and seeing long, enormous lines for comics I personally wasn't interested in, but like that was so lovely for me. Like it was wonderful mm-hmm. to see. And then there would be like comics, smaller comics where I was really gripped by their story. And I think that's like, that is what Comic-Con, comic It, and now like all of the online um, publish, like online um, uh, sites like PenLab have done. It is like, you can look at one that is a slice of life. You can look at one that is the, um, that is a, uh, a very like happy go lucky teenage queer comic, or you can look yeah. at one that is like a really badass sci-fi or like, you know, all of that, like, yeah. and like you can look at horror, you can look at stuff that's very hard hitting and you can look at stuff that's very lighthearted. It's like, and you see all of that come together because they're all Filipino stories. And I think that's like, what's so appealing about, especially now with Filipinos who are Filipinos, you know, social cap- social media capital of the, Filip- of the world, yes. the Philippines. And for good or for ill, that means a lot of Filipinos online have found a way to kind of stretch out and hand these stories to people who have been waiting for them or looking for them. And, you know, you know, and I know being in another country, um, it's like, um, it's also fascinating to see how many Filipino, like Filipinos in the diaspora are begging for these stories. I've had so many people ask me just because I came to to Canada so recently, 
like yeah. what should I check out and I've literally made a, doc- a document of like stuff to check out oh, like right. yeah check out this like one of them was Balik Batik I don't know if you know Balik Batik do you know oh my gosh um you should get gifts we know what them. we know what to get you for Christmas now. yeah so Balik Batik um on a kind of unrelated but related note they do Filipino textile work and what they do okay. is they commission actual like mga um people from the indigenous um groups who are like traditional textile workers and what they do yeah. is instead of like forcing them to um like forcing them to do mass production they do unique single like uh, uh, pieces and they sell them for high premiums to make sure that it's wow. like they're well paid and the thing yeah. i'm wearing right now is a balik batik piece actually okay so yeah like you should i'll, I'll link you all the stuff that you need to see whatever it's um yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like just okay. So like we'll we'll end we'll end this session now. Just to be like, um, do you have any? Because you know you're last busy words. with your child yeah. and like <laughs> last. Don't say, yeah, but do you have any? Oh, rushing through the not door last again. words. <laughs> yeah, any any last things you want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, anything um, you want to say? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> you want any? Uh, thanks again, uh, uh, Motsi and Red, for inviting me. And it's always great to just share uh, share our story and to be able to share something Pinoy with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, if uh, uh, to 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 listeners out there who have not picked up Trese, uh, the first issue is available on PenLab. Uh, you can read it for free. Just to give you a taste of what Tres is all about, and it it is the case of the white lady on Balete Drive, um, and and we are available uh, almost globally uh, through Ablaze, which published the U.S. edition or was published in the U.S., but it it's now distributed. We've we've seen that it's now in uh, friends from Australia have found it. Of course, friends from Canada, London, uh, sure. interesting places where it suddenly popped up is like Germany, Spain. Uh, but yes, you know, anywhere there's a, and yes, I did find one comic book store here in Denmark who had it. So That's I bought, awesome. so they, I think That's they exciting. only ordered maybe two issues. So I bought the last issue <laughs> just, just so I can say we're sold out in Denmark. <laughs> You are though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are. It's not a lie, you know. It's it's a uh, um, um, so there. So so uh, you know, Trece is available, or, or you know, through in the Philippines, it's available through um, what do you call this? Uh, through Avenida. Avenida. Um, and then I I hope I can give you the links and hope you can share it. There is one more thing. I suddenly looked over at my shelf. Oh. Uh, uh, if I can talk about it for a little bit. Yes. <clears throat> So a year ago, I co-edited this book called Sound. Wow. Wow, we're looking at the cover right now, and it's lovely. So Mm -hmm. this sound is published by a Singaporean company called Difference Engine. Uh, And they got me and Karis Lok, who is a Malaysian artist, to be the editors of this anthology. Um, and the, um, the, the topic that we gave people was write any story about sound. Um, and the interesting thing is that we then got, we ended up with stories from uh, the Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, um, where else, what else am I missing? 
um, generally we got entries from uh, Southeast Asian countries. Uh, we got over a hundred entries, uh, but obviously had to cut it down to something that would fit in a book, and we ended up with thirteen stories. And for me, this was the it was such an eye opener as far as um, talent and stories are concerned. Um, it it was great to see stories that were uniquely from that country. But at the same time, reading it as a Filipino, it made me think, oh, they're going through the same thing we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, if you look at it, the cover is a sari-sari story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or in our, and, and when Karis uh, drew this, she wasn't thinking of a sari-sari story. She was thinking of the typical corner store in her town, in her city. And, and it just goes to show that we have so much in common with our neighbors in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we can't, you know, we cannot name who are the best comic book artists from Malaysia, from Indonesia, um, you know, from Singapore. You know, maybe we can name one or two. But we can definitely name a manga artist and an American <laughs> artist and a European artist, right? So for me, this is like, this is a great, first uh, project uh, to work to be part of. Um, uh, it, 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 so far, it's available only in the Singaporean site. So it means anyone ordering outside of Singapore needs to pay uh, a, a hefty <laughs> shipping fee. Uh, but I don't know. I'm hoping it gets distribu- bigger distribution because it's also a great mix of um, uh, Philippine and I'll just quickly show you one of the stories we picked was actually from Paolo Chiquiamco. Oh, hey! Did, uh, Myth Space. Yeah, we have myths, I have Myth Space on my shelf right now. We ended up writing about uh, a place where all of the mythical beings gather to sing karaoke. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. That's, oh so, <laughs> that's so fun. So, you know, it, and again, it's so typical of the Pinoys, right? What's so Pinoy. I was going to say it's so Pinoy. It's you just bring out the microphone and the Pinoys suddenly appear, right? Or in this case, all of the Capre and Encanto suddenly appear. Yeah. I um, love that. But there, so I mean, this is just one of those, uh, I, I hope, you know, connecting back to, to what we were talking about earlier, I hope that, I mean, that people will seek out books like this after they see Trece or after they read Trece that they get intrigued enough that they'd want to learn more about, you know, not just... Uh, uh, Pinoy culture in general, but to actually see, you know, that there is this entire, uh, these fantastic universes over in Southeast Asia. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I will definitely like get all the links for everything that we mentioned today so that we can like show it to our re- um, listeners and his readers, all listeners. Right. I always forget. Um, but yeah, thank yeah, you so, so that's much. All I, the time we have today. I can talk to you for hours and hours, obviously, oh, but like everyone's, but you're busy and we are kind. I mean, Reg is busy. You have a I'm, child. Not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just like here. Just, just vibing, but yeah, um, it's been wonderful, and I hope like uh, happy post Easter because that's when we're recording this. Um, I saw that uh, Sarah had a lot of fun, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, and I hope you can. He was the real star. He was the real star. Like we just, we just care about Sarah. Who, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you so much, budget, and um, I would love like I don't know like 
for whatever reason to talk again it would be lovely just to talk at length about this stuff that we all like clearly love quite a lot and i wish you all the luck especially oh no but it'll be hard because after Teresa comes out you'll be a star celebrity <laughs> can't get to you anymore it's an no, attainable no. celebrity <laughs> let's, let, let's have a please post. remember us in your speech yeah. in your speech we we should have a post uh, uh viewing party chat after yeah. the show yes. we'll get rebecca. we have to get rebecca in there um, rebecca, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rebecca has to be in there yes, we'll get yes, like key yes. players in the Tressa group no, everyone. Actually. Yes, that would be fun. That would be awesome. All right, thank you so much. All right, um, thank you. Have a great rest of the day in Denmark, and um, yeah, uh, thank you to our yeah. listeners who are listening, and goodbye, Mr. Thank you. Budget. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank it was you. really great meeting you. Yeah. Bye. Super cool. Bye. Bye. Yeah, and that was budget ten. Yeah. That was awesome. We got to do a one and a half hours actually. More yeah, than like, thank you Zoom. For... Thank you Zoom for giving us. This is not an endorsement. No, not an endorsement. But, but thank you for not working the way we thought you would work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. So just for listeners who are curious, uh, the video for this session will go up on Patreon uh, as one of our special features. But Patreon the- and Coffee for certain supporters. Yeah, for supporters. Um, and yeah, this will be. This is part of our special. Like you'll be hearing this, obviously. Like we'll have announced this beforehand. But this is part of our special um, features for our hiatus. So definitely um, check, uh, definitely we have other special features that are also like for patrons as well as like stuff that'll be available to everybody. So yeah. yeah. Publicly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we appreciate all the support. Um, I hope you had a good time listening to this. Hope you check out all of the really cool titles that we mentioned. We're just, this is really just a bunch of comic book nerds in the Philippines or like just a bunch of Filipino nerds who are just like, I I, like, look at this comic that I have that you don't. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is going to (laughs) be, Obviously, this will be very. This will be edited for Spotify, but I'm very excited for our patrons to see how chaotic the actual. Interview yeah. Oh my god! It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> there was a bit that it's, you didn't it's, see. It's le- it's less than that and more of the tikbalangs. Yeah, the tikbalangs, all the tikbalangs. But um, yeah, wait, what, um, yeah. So I was just like showing. Oh, I was. Oh, I wasn't here for. I wasn't here for the. The comic book. <laughs> yeah, I was just showing him Sagala up. and he was like, oh, you have a copy of Sagala? Oh my gosh, I wish I had a copy of Sagala. <laughs> and I showed him the interior That's, art. That was me. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, yeah, because my best friend sent it to me. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah. like I made sure to read it first. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mama, <laughs> I have something you don't <laughs> No. But in all seriousness, yeah, yeah this is a very was lovely. This is a very lovely interview. Yeah, and we will say among geeks, <laughs> among geeks. Yeah, and we will officially say goodbye to everybody. Uh, yes, goodbye and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.